To the latest edition of the Steve Perryman podcast. Seems like we've been away for some time, but uh, I've been to Portugal uh, for a very cloudy week, uh, no sunshine, which is a real shame. But we've managed to to uh, book up again for late uh, late May. So welcome, Howard. Welcome, Tom. Thanks for your input again, as usual. Evening, Steve. Hi. Well done. Thank you for turning up. And um, I suppose it's seemed a long time for you, Howard, because you weren't on the last podcast, were you? No, no. I've had, some nice, about. I've had some nice comments about that, about my early days at, um, at Tottenham as an apprentice. Yeah. So the sort of stresses involved with it all and some, some my own fault and some the club's fault. But there you go. It's all part of... Uh, toughening you up i suppose but um yeah any any stories anything to go with mother's day did vivian have a good mother's day was she respected and loved yeah they were no we didn't see anyone <laughs> didn't see anyone of course because she's had covid of course not right, but i think i think to be fair tara and the kids were all organized with things for tara as mother, mother. of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And Tom, your mother was at your party, your birthday party? She was, yep. Yeah. I kind of, um, given that Mother's Day was the day after my, my 40th birthday party, I feel a bit of a, I feel like I neglected the whole Mother's Day side of things uh, in, um, in lieu of my own recovery, which was, um, I need to do some making up for there. But uh, I arranged, arranged some flowers for, for both the, the real, my actual mother and the mother of my children. So, um, just and your mother and father live in Cornwall. They do, yeah. They live in Bude. In uh, did they the, leave? Did they leave that Sunday night, or did they leave Monday? No, they stayed over at our place uh, on on Saturday night, and um, they headed back to back to Cornwall yesterday morning. Uh, quite a complicated journey, and they ended up sat on the wrong platform for one of their changes as well, which meant they had to. Oh, uh, spent a couple of hours in a pub waiting for uh, for the next train, which Dad was devastated about, as I'm sure you can imagine. But um, sure. but uh, I might yeah, have made back eventually. I might have told this story before about my mother, who's now passed away. Um, uh, there's there's various stories about her, but she was one of nine children. Um, of those nine, seven brothers and two girls. Um, she was one of the girls, obviously, and um, she used to tell people she had three sons herself I'm the youngest and she used to tell people in my earshot about uh, the first the oldest one Ted had every inoculation that was going because first child do it all right seriously right for the second one he had about 70 percent of all the inoculations and Stephen well no hasn't had any and I'm listening to this over the years and think, well, hold on a minute. Well, that's not right, is it? So I um, eventually, when I summoned up enough courage to ask the question, I said, Mum, what, what is that all about? Why, why didn't I have inoculations? She said, don't tell the other two. They're colorblind. As if the inoculations had made them colorblind. So I think I said to her on another occasion, oh, maybe it's okay if I get smallpox or whatever 
but as long as I've got the the, the colour in my eyes, that'd be that'd be great. So uh, so yeah, there's a little story about Joyce, my mum. So um, have you been watching the international football this week, chaps? So the um, I, th- I think the Wales game was my favourite one. Um, Gareth yeah. Bale scoring uh, two brilliant goals and making uh, making me hope that we maybe getting back for another year just to see what he can do when we're struggling to break teams down. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we missed the England game on, on Saturday because of, uh, of my do, which he very, very he, kindly joined he us div- for. He divides the opinion, really, doesn't he, Bale, yeah. about whether he should come back or not. Howard, what do you think? When he first came back, there was a little niggle at the back of my mind, but generally I was so excited that he was coming back that it all, got, all, all was going very well. Yeah. But it seems to me that it, when he, he didn't, no effort to come back this time or say anything else. I think I think he's fairly honest in saying what I want to do is play for Wales. I'm not interested in playing for the others, but yeah. it, he needs the others to keep at least some level of fitness. Of course, but, he does. Um, I think, in a way, it's a bit honest. It's a bit honest, but people sometimes don't like honesty. Yeah. Do they? When it works against them, their aim of the of the situation. Yeah. So. Um, but fair play to him. They were two special goals, weren't they? That's true, for sure. Two great goals. And other other Tottenham goal scorers, of course, Harry with a penalty. Yeah. Where does that put him in the goal scoring list? Does anyone know? Second behind behind Rooney. Rooney, he's three, three goals behind Rooney. He's now one above Charlton, two above Lineker, uh, yeah. and etc. Great, great. Where and does Jimmy know. Greaves fall in that? He's the next one. Is he? So we have Greaves, Lineker, Kane, all Spurs okay. players in those top five. Fantastic. Um, Tom, did you see Bergwin's goals? I did, yeah. Yeah, he's um, looking pretty sharp, isn't he? Yeah. And um, if he's, uh, yeah, he's, always, he's obviously got something in his locker which, uh, which, which comes out every now and again. I mean, he's not getting yeah. an awful lot of a chance at Spurs at the moment, but. Um, yes. Yeah, I, 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 I kids doing so well. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. I mean, I'd, I'd be quite surprised if Bergwin's still with us next season. But um, you know, he's definitely he's definitely got something about him. It's just unlocking it, isn't it? And um, and Son also scored this week. I don't think it was on the same days as our internationals. Probably not because it's an Asian competition, I suppose. But um, good to see him on the score sheet again. And what about Ericsson? What a goal! Amazing. amazing. What a goal. Wow. Made him skipper tonight. Have they? Yeah. Any thoughts about him coming back? Well, I, I, I presume he's not going to come back. I presume he's going to stay at Brentford probably next season as well. Do you think so? Uh, yeah. But if yeah. he would, would we take him back? Yes. Yeah. Would he want to come back? Yeah. He's got a hell of a kicking technique on him, hasn't he? The way he put that goal in, my word. So Tottenham. Yeah. Tottenham current players and ex-players have actually done very well this week, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. In terms of goal scoring and, and performances and stuff. And uh, Bao, going back to Bao, he had some criticism, didn't he, from the Spanish press? Yeah. Did you I read mean, that? Calling him a parasite, I think, was the uh, the, key, the key word that was used. And, um, and he responded to it directly, didn't he? He said uh, he thought it was disgraceful. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, 
he 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 just when he gets when they get, when they question him about like why he's played more minutes for Wales than he has for Real Madrid, I think there's probably a certain manager of the club who needs to answer a question about that as well, uh, as opposed to just Gareth himself. But um, yeah. but you know, I mean, he even at Spurs last season, you know, he didn't play that much, but he was he was a difference maker in in certain games. You know, he didn't really do it in any big ones, but there were games like where I'm just thinking of like our recent ones against Southampton and Wolves, maybe at home where the onus is on us to do something and we just never got around to doing it. And yeah. you just, you just think the difference he might make here and at key moments throughout the season to just get a few of those crucial points on board. But at sure. the same time, maybe that's not what Conte wants. He wants, he wants, he'll probably want a team that's going to be consistent throughout the season, playing this, playing the same way, playing the way he wants them to play rather than relying on that kind of thing. So, sure. um, but, but, but having, having felt like robbed of seeing him back at Spurs because of, I mean, because of, because of the lockdown and because Jose didn't really um, play him that Thank much. You. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see him back just for, a, just, just, just to see him play in the flesh again, really at the White Hart Lane. And although this player didn't score, Carl Walker Peters, great to see his inclusion in the in the England setup, wasn't it? He and scored, then, and it was it was turned it was disallowed, wasn't it? Was it? Well, I haven't yeah. seen it because I was at Tom's VAR, birthday party. Yeah, so he scored. Wow, he scored, but it was disallowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to uh, we Exeter were playing up in the Midlands somewhere, and we saw that. Uh, Spurs under 21s were playing at Leicester. So me and Paul Tisdale, the manager, went along and uh, saw him play. And I think there'd been some mention about us being able to take him on loan. And I think he played right back in a in a in a obviously a back four. And we come away thinking, great going forward, not sure about him defensively, but um He's obviously developed over the, the, the next few years and uh, good enough to, of course, get a place regularly in Southampton's team, uh, which is interesting. And I suppose it begs the question, like on many occasions, should we have let him go? Any opinion? I think when, when he came, he was um, in competition with Carl Walker yeah. and Trippier. Yes, and certainly so it was Dan- a long Dan- way back. Daniel had done a deal for, for Trippier to go, but then they needed to replace him. And the question is, have we replaced him with anything better? And the answer is no. And, and we haven't as yet. So far, so far. Yeah, Doherty's looking improving though. Yes, he is. Definitely improving. He's got a lot more confidence about him and, and drive and purpose about his game. He's making. Yeah. He's making things making happen. Goals. Isn't he? Making things making goals. Yeah. So, so well done him. So, mm. you know, maybe we haven't quite seen the best of him yet. But, well, um, go on, any, of them we've got, any, any of the fullbacks we've got, any, any players we've got, we always know year on year we can talk about players who were the first year with us who were awful. And then yes. the second year they start to become players. And we, we the supporters, never remember that. Yeah. If the player, if the new boy comes in, he's not doing well. He's rubbish. Get rid of him. He's nonsense. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I mean, and actually, and actually, back to Bow. Bow was one of those, wasn't he? Yes. Harry was on the verge of sending him back. Was yeah. That was the story that I heard. Yeah. 
Chris Chris Waddle had a tough first year as well, didn't he? He was he's Chris Waddle had a Chris Waddle had a because I, I was there. Mm. Yeah. And Peter Shreves, in the end, the manager is saying to me, Steve, give him information every time he's on the ball. Give him information, lead him. Mm. Almost as if he couldn't lead himself at that point. And actually, when you're lacking confidence in that situation, you, you need help around you, don't you? But um, but he certainly got out of it in the end. Did all right, didn't he? What that first player. season, I remember that we, we played uh, Andy Turner. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I remember as supporters, we were all saying, Turner's better than model for one, why don't they play him? Because yeah. Yeah. It, it, didn't, right. it, it didn't quite turn out that way, did it? No, no. Yeah. Oh, um, Andy Turner, Andy Turner sort of disappeared, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he, he did he did well under Venables and then Aussie didn't quite fancy him. Yeah, because he saw so, that he was he was the youngest Premier League goal scorer at one point, wasn't he? When he, yeah, when he yes, got he that, that, that last minute winner against Everton. Um, yeah. But um, I think, so, on the subject of players, though, like who struggled first, like Luka Modric, his first season, he he didn't really get going. He didn't really, um, you know, set the world alight in his in, in his first first year at Spurs, and it was probably yeah. probably um, second second and third season he really picked it up, and then and then his final season before, yeah, he, he wanted to leave, I think, and and yeah. and leave. That yeah, Daniel kept him for, for for another year before he went up to Madrid, and that final season he was unreal, you know, just. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But he, again, I suppose, I suppose it happens so many times. It's no surprise, is it? Yeah, we should never write him off, should we? It we keeps should, we happening. It keeps happening, and and it just highlights the lack of time. You know, friends of mine have got the sack lately at various clubs around the country, with without any time to improve the team and stuff. Yeah. So owners have, are not giving time. Actually, what you're saying, Howard, is supporters don't give time. Sure. It's all it's all being condensed in, isn't it? And I, I remember, and you would remember how the, the great sort of Liverpool teams used to buy players under no pressure. Used to buy yeah. them when they when they themselves were at the top of the league or near the top, and bring in a couple of new players, and probably wouldn't play them for three or four months. Yeah, and everyone's just waiting. And, and by the way, for those three or four months, they're settling in to the training yeah. to the yeah. But the new relationships with the, the players around them and stuff and and seeing the 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 environment tasting the environment so it's sort of obvious that you're going to take time to settle in aren't you with young families and new houses and etc etc and new roads to drive on it especially if you're coming from abroad well even if you're coming from the north so I suppose it's not so so unusual and we'll go from a young player to the Old player now, Defoe, Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe. Retiring. Give us, give us your thoughts on that, that one, Howard. Jermaine Defoe was, was clearly an out-and-out striker. He was one of the most dedicated strikers I think I've ever seen, along with Gary Lineker and a few others. But he did nothing other than score goals. And as long as he's scoring goals, that made him a great player. Yeah. Well, I did yeah. come across, and I, didn't, I think is another thing between the difference between the players and the supporters is that I remember he played one game and he'd been offside 45 times, I think, in the game. And the <laughs> crowd are getting on his back. And that evening I was out with some of the boys and Ray was there and he said to me, I said, what about Defoe? Meaning, isn't he awful? And Ray said, he's fantastic. He keeps making the runs and he keeps making the runs and eventually one of them will, will be onside for. 
you just got to keep making the runs. And as a supporter, I'm really fed up with him. But yeah. actually, his, his end result was worth it. Yeah, and you're talking about the great Ray Clements there. Yeah. Who played with some great strikers. Absolutely. So he sort of had an opinion and just saw what was nearly happening, I suppose, with the, you know, if you're offside by an inch, it's offside. Yeah. So the person who's offside by an inch if he just adjusts his run, he's going to be in next time. And that was, that was the beauty of him. Uh, Tom, any, any opinion there on Defoe? I, I really liked him most, most of the time. Like Howard, I found him frustrating with, with, with the amount of offsides he had, but, um, and if he wasn't scoring, then yeah, you think what, what is he doing? But when he was on form, you know, you, 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 I can't remember another player in, in recent years, maybe apart from Pavlachenko, who could just hit the ball as hard and, as as kind of accurately um when 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 he's on form when he's not it would go miles wide but um i remember when he signed and i think he scored in his debut against portsmouth and then in the next few games he scored against leicester and charlton i think and they were all kind of really instinctive strikers goals i remember thinking this is like this is like Lineker. this is like this is like having one of those i can remember the last time we had a real out and out finisher um like like that you could just see the way he finished that he was a a, a, a natural goal scorer um and like for the most part he, he he did he did really well but he did go through periods of of, of where, where it just wasn't really happening for him and and as howard says when it wasn't happening from in front of goal it wasn't really happening in any way whatsoever um and he had a lot of competition you know he was he was at the team whereas at the moment we've got like harry kane up front and that's it unless unless we kind of shifts on um defoe was playing at the same time as having robbie Keane, freddie canute um Dibitar Berbatov, uh, yeah, and then obviously when he came back, Pavlachenko and 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 Co were there as well. So he will. He, there's always a lot of competition, and maybe that stopped him from really getting a, a kind of real yeah. long permanent run. But um, when he was on form, he was just a very natural goal scorer who who, who you could tell could turn, react, and finish. Yeah, like yeah. like the best of them. Talking about natural goal scorers, I spent a great evening uh, last Friday evening on stage with. Pat Jennings, Alan Mullery, and Big Chiv. This was in Radlett. This was one of Mike Rollo's uh, events uh, in the theatre there, uh, as I said, in Radlett. And we were there to talk about and reminisce uh, about the successful campaign, 1982 in the UEFA Cup. And, and I was really pleased with the health and the look of Alan Mullery. And he's the oldest of the four of us. I'm the youngest. Mm -hmm. And he had an opinion on every game, on every situation. Of course, on him coming back from Fulham to lead the team again in the semi-final and then final. Guess what? He scored in the second leg in mm -hmm. AC Milan, which got us through, actually. And he scored the winning goal against Wolves. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, not That's a typical... So not a typical, not a typical Alan Mullery goal, was it? Yeah, it was a, yeah. you know, a, a, a quick free kick in from Martin Peters, almost Jeff Hurst like. He gets in with a header, and I think he got some type of concussion. But, yeah. but he was he was being asked, as we all were, about the best player they've ever seen at Tottenham Hotspur, and Alan's answer was, "I can't name the best player, as because how can you judge?" the striker against the goalkeeper, for instance. And, um, but so he named Jimmy Greaves 
as the out and out goal scorer, exactly what you said, Howard. And he said he was the laziest son of a bitch. <laughs> and he spoke about him in preseason training, cheating and jumping on the back of lorries to get <laughs> to get to the training ground first. But then he was too clever to get there first because everyone would have realised. So he sort of waited around the corner and finished halfway. So, um, yeah, great, uh, great memories. It's, it's really good to meet up with the old players, especially when you're talking about um, you've actually shared the taste of, of victory and glory by, by picking up the trophy. That's and this was obviously from the seventies, but there's nothing better than meeting with your old uh, your old teammates. Um, next week um, we've got Brighton to play, and I've been wanting this next guest on for quite a long time. Gary Stevens, he's the link with Brighton. How would you know Gary very well? Good, good yeah. friend of both of ours. I I asked you the question before this podcast was on. I, I know that he lives in Thailand and you thought he sort of veers between another place. Malaysia. Malaysia. Yeah. And does he work? Does he still work on television? I think so. Yes. And, Probably um, does. Yeah. So yeah. Thailand, Malaysia, but he's, he's based in Thailand, isn't he? Yes. So he's going to come on and talk about his... Um, Joining Spurs, I think he joined for three hundred thousand pound. Keith Birkinshaw signed him, and um, of course he was part of the successful UEFA Cup campaign yep, in nineteen 1980- eighty. Penalties, yeah, scored a penalty, yeah, exactly. And um, I, I was thinking that about Harry Kane because his goal the other day, his international goal, was a penalty, and you think, okay, it's a penalty, and that goes on to his total and. Did the other goal scorers sign penalties, uh, 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 take penalties? But a goal is a goal, actually, isn't it? And then you look at Italy not not qualifying for the World Cup. Mm. And is it the Italian um, Chelsea player missed a, a, a penalty in, in both games against Switzerland who did qualify? So taking a penalty is not a given, is it? No. It's, not, it's not a given that you're just going to score it because there's obviously a lot of pressure involved. So, so um, yeah, I saw I saw my I saw my kingdom take a penalty the other day for uh, on a bit of film about uh, a, a long ago Spurs game. I think it might have been against Derby County when they when they ended up beating us five three. I mean that's been three one up. Roger Davis, who I, I actually met the other day, Roger Davis. I went to a, an 80th birthday party and I was sat on the same table as Roger Davis. And then by luck, I happened to be going scrolling through the Facebook and stuff. And there he is scoring the goals against us. So, <laughs> so yeah, but a very, very, very nice guy, a very nice man. And um, he shouldn't have quite done to us what he did on that evening. So uh, looking forward to Gary being with us as our next guest. And um, yeah, so in between this podcast and the next one comes April the 4th. And I was talking to Paul Miles the other day of the club who works for the club, does all the interviews on the pitch with the managers and stuff and does various projects in the um in the program 
So I phoned him up to try and highlight something for me, a future talk coming up. And he said, Steve, yes, of course, I'll do that for you. But I need to speak to you about April the 4th. It's, it's rearing its head up. It's coming. What do you mean, April the 4th? He said, Steve, you scored two goals against AC Milan on April the 4th. Well, a non-goal scorer should know when he scored two goals. Because I was the type of player, I've said it before, who was lucky to get two shots a game, let alone score two goals. So, um, so yeah, I did did that, tit for tat, etc. And um, Tom, at your at your party, for instance, it was really good to meet the two um, the two people from the Tottenham Trust, Cat and Martin. Yeah, are you quite you? You must be quite close to them. The fact that you've you invited them to your party. Yeah, I know Cat and Martin very well, and um, a few other members of the trust as well. Uh, <laughs> Pete Pete Haynes just uh, just stepped down actually, and uh, and Rob White uh, and Thula, um, Martin. There's a there's a there's a really nice bunch of them working there. I know they work very very hard, um, yeah. and uh, they get a lot of flack all as well. All, all voluntary. All voluntary. Um, as I said, yeah, they 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 have to put up with a lot because. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who think they could do better, but don't, you know, they, they don't put up themselves though, you know, so um, I, don't I, I step think, up to the plate. Yeah, no, they, they work very hard and they've had influence in, in all sorts of things. The new European league is raising its head again, isn't it? Yeah. And the, the season tickets. Yeah, the season ticket dates, um, season yeah. ticket renewal dates. The other thing was to do with um, all games being on TV when um, during, during lockdown. Um, there was a ah. they played a key part in making sure that everybody could watch that, that all games would be available to everyone to watch uh, while, while fans weren't able to go there yeah some fans want more protest they think they think that the, the protests sort of push sugar out the door and yeah, they made they, the point on they made a point on a podcast I watched today that sugar was not pushed out sugar doesn't worry about what people say about him he just got the right offer. Yeah. Got the right offer. And who knows? Maybe Daniel, if he got the right offer, would move on. Who knows? So I don't suggest that he definitely would, but who knows? So um, so let's see what uh, what comes of that. So, Tom, you, you didn't hear this earlier, Howard. Tom has got a bad voice today because on Sunday, he was uh, on Saturday night, he was doing lots of singing at his birthday party. And one that I was most impressed with was when he sang "Can't Smile Without You" with with Cat. It was a duet with with Cat, of course, absolutely. And by the way, I've been invited, but not to sing "Can't Smile Without You" to the to the barbecue end of May. Uh, that's the Tottenham Trust barbecue, um, Tom, isn't yeah. it? That's right at the Antwerp in um, at in the N17. Antwerp Arms. Yeah, and they tell me it's uh, it's good value and always a great day. I don't think it's anything to get in, but I suppose they have to get the invite, don't they? Or or ask for the invite. Yeah, I think you register on the trust website, uh, and you'll yeah. get free barbecue food and uh, uh, and yeah. an entry to what's always a really good day. Um, but as they said, bring some money with you because there's raffles and there's this and there's that and there's fundraising. So so if you get in for nothing, surely surely that's right. So if I, before I finish, if I can just talk about some uh, projects or talks that I've got coming up, already arranged, I'm at Ware FC in Hertfordshire. I'm at Chelford 
Chelmsford FC, obviously in Essex. And I'm having talks with your your club, Tom, Whitchurch, which is near Winchester, uh, with Blackpool, County Durham, and one in South London. I'm not sure I can do the South London one. I don't, I don't really know where South London is. But anyway, if anyone wants details and want to be put on the list for me to send you details when these things have been arranged, then you need to get on to Steve Perriman Public at gmail.com. Steve Perriman Public at gmail.com. Chaps, really good to link up with you again. Um, let's look forward to the, to the next podcast, Gary Stevens. I think it'll be a very interesting one to speak to. Thank you, troops, for listening. Hope our players continue to score goals, as many for us as they do for their international teams, and they all come back fit. So, um, yeah, come on, you Spurs, and speak to you soon. Mm-hmm.